everybody to the web.com podcast. We're back, baby. We are in the thick of it now. It is draft season. The draft is 11 days away from the time that I am speaking right now. 11 days. That is not that many days. By the time this pod comes out, we might be in the single digits. So we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And I got the I got the squad back together. Mach 2.0 was a lot of fun. And so I brought I brought him back. We got Caleb and Colin joining the podcast once again. Yo, yo, yo. Hi. Hey, what's up? I'm so excited. What's your favorite wing flavor? <laughs> I like scorching. Ooh. And if that's not I like medium, <laughs> soft. <laughs> if that's I like not to a, enjoy my wings. If that's not a hint enough, you know what time it is. It is time for the spicy takes pod. I thought we've done a few of these already. Apparently, last year was the first one. We used to just do them on Twitter, but now we're back again. It's the second podcast iteration to remind everybody how this thing works. It is four takes of four spice varieties. We have mild, we have medium, we have hot, and then we have the granddaddy of them all, the scorching take. And let me just remind you that last year, Last year on this podcast, my scorching take came true. So that's what we do here. My scorching take was that Parker would trade for Stephon Diggs using pick seven, and he did so after the fact. So we're here to make dreams come true is what we're here to do, and we're here to have fun while we're doing that. So are you boys ready to have some fun? Yeah, I'm, I'm, getting... I'm less ready than I'd like to be, but I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Last week or two weeks ago, Colin comes on, let's fucking go. And then this week we get a, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Get after it. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a late ad, so I, I didn't have enough time to curate my hot takes. So I, it's okay. I, I'm just going to roast teams. Yeah, that's fine. That's what we're here to do. We're here to have fun with this. I mean, I was saying before, you know, normally I start my podcast by cracking a beer I'm already almost a beer deep right now, so by the middle of this one, might be getting a little weird, so let's just go with it. Let's just enjoy the moment. We have 11 days till the draft. I want to get the people talking. I want every single person in this league to post their takes after this podcast drops. I want every single account to hit the feed with a mild, medium, hot, and scorching take, and we're going to set the tone right here and right now so let's get after it caleb you're gonna start us off man you got a mild take for us give it to me yeah mild always underappreciated but very loved by me and many others uh my mild take is that riley is going to take kenneth walker at pick five um i think in my eyes, it's kind of mild. Um, seeing how the board's looking right now, Mingo did obviously just make a massive trade to move up um, from what was it six? You had six, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it was really a move to move up for a running back like Walker. I think the board's just gonna fall perfectly for Riley, where he's sitting with you know he's got AJ Dillon, Javante Williams, and 
I think Elijah Mitchell's his only other rostered running back. They just went back to the running back well there in San Francisco, and you know it's it's, it's going to be an interesting time just because you know, this team has a lot of future firsts, but. This team could possibly be if if Javante is sort of unleashed this year, AJ Dillon starts to get some more work. You add Kenneth Walker into an offense that likes to run the ball, and he's so deep at receiver, it just doesn't. I don't think it makes sense to go back and grab another one here in the in the sort of middle of the first round. So, my eyes, Kenneth Walker is sort of a slam dunk pick here for Riley to finalize his fearsome three at running back. Yeah, this is a scenario that we ran through in Mach 2.0. Obviously, the first time around, Riley had Drake London fall to him. In that scenario in 2.0, it was the choice between Walker and Alave. And what you're saying, Caleb, is that you think it's going to be Walker. I think I agree with you, but I also think that Riley, like you said, has a lot of draft capital down the line. And uh, if he's not sold on Walker being a premier talent, watch out for Olave. Yeah, my my hot take is about this Riley team, and I'm, I'll go into the the running back room. And but I oh I definitely agree that that Walker should be the pick here because, like you said, he's got a lot of receivers, and so like he doesn't need to go receiver here, um, and Walker will likely be getting a lion's share of the carries later on this season. So you could just be walking into a running back one, but you could also be looking at a guy, another guy that's splitting snaps in a running back room. And that'll just kind of add to a problem he already has. All right. I like this tongue is just starting to tingle just a little bit. So give me some more Colin. What's your mild take? So my mild take is uh the money makers are making a massive mistake trading much of their top end of the draft to get into 103 i understand the idea of going and getting your guy but at some point you need to diversify your portfolio you need to take a couple guys to bring some youth into this roster it's much needed uh 106 was a was a spot that their potential Kenneth Walker implications. Now Riley may have taken him, but there's there's an idea you can get him there. You can get a young running back. You can get a wide receiver at nine, and then you have two oh seven and two oh nine. So I think that the money makers should have held on to their picks, held firm, hung out, and diversify the youth. Wow, that is guy makes the trade with him and then immediately comes and roasts him on the next podcast. Mm. Why do I why do I invite you here? <laughs> Sorry, shouldn't have invited me, but you did. So Colin's yeah. choosing to go on the attack with his spicy takes, predictions, whatever you want to call them. Caleb, what do you think about this? Um, it was a bold move. Um, yeah, it was a lot. Six and nine alone, I thought would have been enough. Add 209, and that's quite a bit. I think, you know, if you get, if if it's going to be like a Brees Hall falling to three, because neither of those two are looking running back, I don't mind it. But, um, yeah, it's just like, if you're at three, if you're moving up for Burks or London or Walker, 
I mean, you could have maybe you really want one of those guys, but you could have stayed at six and got probably Olave or Walker and then kept the two picks. So I don't know. We had the whole talk about getting your guy. So I I don't remember where you came after that the other time, but it seems you're going back to the well and. Did I not start? Did I not start this episode by saying we're here to have fun? We're gonna laugh. (laughs) We're gonna enjoy it. We got ten days till the draft, and what Colin right out of the (laughs) gates comes for my throat. He doesn't even make a prediction. He just says that I made a shitty trade with him. With him. (laughs) Hold on. You said uh, you you sent me. We're doing a hot takes episode. Slash predictions. So I thought we were doing hot takes and predictions. This is my hot take. This is what I come on first take and sit in the chair. And I say, the moneymakers made a bad move. I mean, I'm sep- <laughs> this is this is Colin Baressa, the podcaster. This is not Colin Baressa, the, no. the owner of the Dynasty no. team established. Dude, I Michael, you Scott said, Michael Scott said business is always personal. So. <laughs> Oh, boy. This is going to be a long episode, isn't it? All right. Well, I, uh, I'm i not going to defend myself because I don't have to. Because in, <laughs> uh, in a year from now, you'll all be sorry that you <laughs> let me make that trade. Well, after that, assault on my character, my ownership abilities as a two-time defending. Not I'm not defending anymore. Oh, this is fucking stupid. All right. My mild take for the 2022 web draft is that there will be at least one draft night round one trade. We have several teams with several picks in the first round, which sounds to me like a recipe for movement. So it's a mild take. We didn't see one last year. There was not a single draft day round one trade last year. But we're going to go back to it. We had one in 2020. Jerry Judy, J.K. Dobbins, remember that whole saga back when smokescreen season was alive and well? We're going back to it in 2022. And I, I might have some ideas for what they could look like. Those might come up later in the episode. Ooh. Yeah, I'd agree. I think the most likely team to move would be Frazier. Because it feels like every time we do a mock, someone falls there where it's like, yeah, he could take him, but it doesn't really seem like a Frazier guy. And he's got the 7th pick and the 12th pick to work with, so he could move himself around, move up, move down, however he see, sees fit. I think he'd be the odds-on favor for me to make a move uh, in the round one. Yeah, it's been a, a weird off season so far. Not a ton has been going on. I mean, you and I have had prolonged talks, but outside of that, there hasn't been much movement, especially with the top of the draft. So I could definitely see maybe something's been brewing for a while or someone's been sitting on something and they they can finally pull the trigger or else someone just gets – a guy starts falling that, that that always is an excuse to try to get into that first round is a guy that you think deserves to go high starts falling. Then you want to move into that spot. That's it's always nice. All right. The mild wings are down. We got as a nice tasty little appetizer, not too spicy. We're having some beers. Nothing's going on yet. 
But now we get to the medium wings, and now we start to feel it a little bit more. So, Caleb, turn up the heat a little bit. What's your medium take? Uh, my medium take is going to be no defensive players round one. Um, just sort of how this board shakes out. Even though we have two elite defensive linemen, uh, thing is Carter and Frazier having the back end of the second, they could do it, but Carter and Frazier also having early uh, they have back at end of the first picks, but also early second picks, so they could take premium talent at receiver. We sort of talked about this on the, the mock draft pod, but they could take those guys later if they please. So I think no defensive players in round one, which is going to be it's interesting just because it feels like it's been shifting towards back into first for those, for those premier edge rushers and now maybe switching backwards. I also have that take written down. It got cut ah. from my final list, but I I agree with you. I do I do not think we see a, an IDP in round one. I think they forgot to toss this wing and sauce because that's a weak take. <laughs> ah shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, no no I agree I agree I'm I'm just messing with you. It's a the a weaker defensive draft than we've seen lately, and I think that the what you said before the back end is a lot friendlier to receiver and then they could pick up the defensive talent in the top of the second if they're looking for that. Yeah, we. I mean, we have had at least one in each of our two mock drafts so far, but I feel like Caleb said it best last time. He said, we're fading defense in this mock, and I think we might have snuck Hutch in at 12. I think we're going to see the fall just kind of continue for the next 10 days. I don't know where they end up, but... It, it's. I don't think it's going to be in the first. Um, I'm just going to jump right off of that because my my medium take kind of plays into that a little bit. We're going to see IDPs fall out of the first, and we're going to see three running backs taken in the first. There will be a third running back selected uh, at the end of the first round this year. That is my medium take. I'm not going to go out and say that it will be James Cook, Isaiah Spiller, even Damian Pierce. I'm not going to say which one it is, but I think whether that comes from a, a team that's sitting there now, like Carter or Frazier, or a team that trades in, I think we see a third one go. Wow. That I'd honestly throw a little more spice on that. I'd, yeah, that's, that's a spicy I don't think thing. we've we've seen any running backs go round one in our mocks, so... That would be quite the... Well, just wait till you hear my hot and scorching takes. Oh, jeez, this guy is kicking up the spice. Um, Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, I feel like James Cook has sort of been the odds-on favorite. Like, a lot of drafts, he's going back into the first. So, I could see a car... I don't know if I could see a Carter. Not when he has Devin Singletary. Um, (laughs) But maybe he likes Isaiah Spiller. Frazier could like one of them. Yeah, I I think it's a plausible take. I could see it happening. I think the, the logic behind it for me was that defense is going to fall out so that's gone wide receiver is deep as hell and a team and you know as it is in fantasy football few teams could certainly use a running back so with numerous teams having a couple second round picks to work with teams at the end of the first that have a lot of capital to play around with. I feel like there's a match there for a team to just say, all right, screw it. I'm going to 12 and I'm going to take this guy. 
This is a nice steak. I'm stewing on it. I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this. And that this kind of coincides with your your mild take that a, a round one trade takes place, and somebody that likes one of those running backs will jump up in there and and snag one. Where maybe that Aiden Hutchinson in the twelve spot isn't so desirable. You can sneak in there. Someone can get their running back, and then say Carter, who's not really looking for running back and slide out of that spot get some value back i like that Ooh, i wonder who it's gonna be anybody have a high second round pick here oh whoops only one of us huh <laughs> all right colin give it to me medium take so a one tim has completely stripped all of their future assets uh I won't say whether that was a mistake or not because apparently this is not the podcast for that. <laughs> no, you started that podcast already. You finish it. Uh, but I say, Tim, is that 211? Somebody walks up to him. They're like, hey, you want whatever for 211? Tim's like, yeah, I don't care about draft picks anymore. I don't want any. And Tim becomes the ultimate contender by trading away all of his draft picks <laughs> when he had a loaded cupboard not too long ago. Oh, man. I love these. I love when we get the Tim, the Pens specific takes. I think we had I think we had one last year, too. Yeah, I really like this, this one, honestly, because it feels like something Tim's going to do where it's going to be like sort of late, later in the night, and it's just like, oh, I, don't, I don't really know these guys. I don't really... I don't really know any names here, so I'm going to trade him for some random linebacker that starts somewhere or something. So, um, yeah, I could definitely see him trading away that pick. Or, I mean, if he's smart, I would maybe use that pick to try and move up for somebody he knows. Uh, he's got he's got some assets um, on that team still. He's kind of depleted draft picks, but he's got a, a little bit of depth, so... Maybe he tries to move up for something. Last year was kind of, I think we saw the peak of Tim's drafting maneuverability, trade abilities. Uh, but this year, uh, we'll see what he can do with one pick. We all know what Dave did with one pick a year ago where he maximized that value. So maybe maybe we can see that out of Tim this year. Hey, give the Pens some credit, man. You remember them last year, this was a new team on draft day. Moving around the board in the third round, snagging Amon Ra. Come on now. I got a lot of respect for the Pens. That's uh, it's a it's a good, well-run organization. Well, that's, let's uh, not re- go that far. That's that's re-identified. No, all right. You want me to make this my medium <laughs> take? I think the Pens have re-identified themselves as a well-run organization. All right, they they completely did a one eighty. Changed their entire philosophy. They said, we're not a bad team. We're not going to sit here and passively lose. I'm taking an active control in my franchise. And they have a damn good defense and added a lot of offensive talent. I'm going to need some wins in the win column before I can agree that he they, they managed this team well. It all looks good on paper. Let's see what it looks like week one. You know, I think two things are true here. I think, number one, we like to give Tim a lot of flack on this podcast, but he has had some really good web teams, and he's got another one going into 2022. But like Caleb said, 
let's see let's see that W column before we uh before we start anointing him the the next favorite in the pack five. Hear that, Papoose? Keep that chip on your shoulder, buddy. Uh, <laughs> say all that. Chill. <laughs> say all that. You know, if I'm gonna get if I'm gonna get dragged on my own podcast, I'm gonna start dragging everybody through this episode. <laughs> Bring hate back to web starts again. Two point. Are you gonna right do now. the do the Dan thread yeah. later tonight? <laughs> yeah, I'm going full Joker after that. Believe me. All right, boys. Well, okay. We've been we've been playing around a little bit. We got some good ones. I like these takes so far. I don't like Collins, but you know, I like <laughs> I like these takes. But now it's time to get really really weird, man. The hot takes. They bring out the hot wings. You're starting to sweat a little bit from the medium, but it's not terrible. Now we're going to kick it up here. It's going to get real weird. So, Caleb, what do you got for me? <laughs> All right, this one's a two-parter. This almost maybe should be my scorching. I don't know. I was going back and forth between my next two. But I've got Colin trades the number one overall pick and Carter gets Garrett Wilson in the draft. Um, We just saw Colin trade away pick three to diversify his assets. I mean, you saw the haul he got for three. Now imagine what he could get for one on a team that is still looking to add a lot of talent. Maybe, you know, he said he, what was it last week, Burks that you was your guy, or maybe Wilson. I don't know who to believe anymore. A lot of smokescreen. Maybe some indecisiveness, and you know what helps decide that? I think there was sort of a Tim philosophy where you just move down somewhere where he can uh, get the guy that lands to you. Um, man, I should have looked if there's a team in mind. Let me, let me mean, jump in for you, Caleb. Go for it. If Here you got, comes if my hot team take in. right down the middle. Piping hot fastball. Riley trades for the number one overall pick in this draft. He sends five Calvins, 23 first, and Elijah Mitchell to move up to number one to select Brees Hall. We've been talking a lot about Kenneth Walker going to Riley and rounding out that running back room. How about we just say screw it? Riley's got a lot of draft capital to play with, and he's closer than a lot of these other teams are. So say screw it, man. Send some of those 23 firsts into it. Go up, grab Brees, and walk out of this draft with the prize and with one of the best young running back groups in the entire league. Let me do you one better. Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. This wing (laughs) is insane. After Garrett Wilson goes one, (laughs) Riley trades up to two for that same package to take Brees Hall because Carter doesn't want to take anybody at two. Oh, jeez. I don't believe a word out of your mouth these days. <laughs> You're, I, man. I wouldn't either. <laughs> what? I, we're going to come on here in seven days' time, put together our final mock. We're going to be 48 hours from the fucking show, and I'm going to slam this table saying that you are taking Brees Hall unless you move out of that pick. How about that for a okay. hot take? I, I love it. Please. Uh, every everything is smoke and nothing is smoke at this point <laughs> but i riley absolutely can acquire Brees hall in this draft is what we're saying he has the he capital can. to do it oh he certainly can yeah and especially if he's at two because carter's baby boy went at one 
Or is he scared of another running back that could possibly be in the timeshare? I don't know if that's going to be true, but Michael Carter is still there. Melvin Gordon is still in Denver. Aaron yeah. Jones is still in Green Bay. Like I said, I'm not huge on but maybe he's going to wait till next year and get that Bijan going to See, Miami. Here's here's the thing. You're going to wait it out or you're going to go for it now? Here's the like, thing. Look at his 23 firsts. It's his own, it's Calvin, and it's Dave. Are any of those three teams projecting to be in a position to take B. John Robinson in the draft? I would say no. Even if Smith and Jigba. The only pick that can take B. is Carter's. Huh? The only pick that's going to be there for B. John is Carter's pick. Right. So, I mean, there's also, I think they're, well, I don't know. I could see a scenario. We'd be back again where he could trade up for Bijan, or do you just want to trade up for Brees see, now? That's the that's the thing, man. Twenty three firsts are already like Midas touched. Nobody wants to move twenty three firsts. Everybody wants to move back to twenty twenty three. So why not? In that instance, if you're Riley, just say, you know what? I really like the twenty three class, but my team is close. It's close, man. And while everybody's looking to the future and looking at these other running backs next year, I'm going to come up and take Brees right now. I got the capital to do it. I'm going to maintain capital even with making that trade. And I'm going to walk out of the draft with Brees Hall, Javante Williams, and A.J. Dillon as my running back stable. Are you kidding me? He could still have a 23 first after he makes that trade. That's insane. We're speaking things into existence again on the Spicy Predictions podcast. Riley's going to come. He's probably been thinking about this already, but he's going to come away from this episode being like, all right, Brees is mine for the taking. Spice it up, baby. I like like that. Did you, Colin? Did you fill? Did you shoot a hot take in there somewhere? Did we all get my, it out? There? Yeah, it was. Yeah, my hot take two. was that he was going to jump to two and take Breeze. That's right. Okay. So nice. all of our takes that. are that. Look at that. Riley's going to trade up and take Breeze. Yeah. Perfect synergy. That means one it's or happening. two is going to be on the move. Man, craziness. Inspirational. J- hey, Josh had him pegged on Javante last year. He had him pegged. We know we got Riley figured out on this podcast. Let me just tell you that. I don't know. He might now. He might not do it out of spite. Just <laughs> well, that's okay. I'll just take him at Think three. You know me. <laughs> All right. It's the moment of truth. We've had our first three courses of wings. We're starting to get a little full. Mouth is really just—it's going for it now. But we got the big, we got the coup de gras of wings to finish us off here. We got the scorcher, and we all have scorching takes. And let me just say that again. Let me just remind everybody, in case you forgot, that we made Stefan Diggs, we made that trade happen with this podcast last year, and I will take full credit for it. And I will not stop if anybody corrects me because I'm taking the credit. So why don't we do it again? Caleb, give me your scorching take. Um, I don't think I'm going to be speaking any trades into existence or anything. Or, and I'm, I hope this is hot enough, but I've got Traylon Burks, 
falls outside the top five in the draft. It's waiting for somebody um, to do it. Yeah, so it's really interesting because I either think he goes at the top of this draft, like right at the tippy top, probably pick one, or he falls down to six or later. And he's sort of been, and we talked about a little bit, obviously the training camp reports haven't been great. I don't know how much you can read into everything, but you'd like to hear some more positives and negatives. And feels like players like these with like supreme athletes that maybe lack a little polish uh, some owners have been burned by these kinds of players before, and I think there's a lot safer prospects around this range. Uh, Tennessee's a good landing spot. You think he takes over the A.J. Brown role, but I don't know. I, I could see teams being afraid of that low floor and, and taking guys that are safer. I mean, you start at the top, you could go Brees if that's part of the trade. Garrett Wilson, 1-2. It'd be Mingo, too, would be Burks, or if he moved up for London, Olave, Walker, any of those guys. Josh could go see him going Olave or London, and then Riley taking Walker if he falls there. And all of a sudden, we're back at six where Colin is, and all of a sudden, Colin trades from one for, or from three for a guy who's possibly looking at there and gets Burks at six. So I don't I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibilities, even though this is a guy you know that's been talked about with, for the number one spot for like a year <laughs> man i it's it's gonna be weird when Brees hall goes number one everybody's gonna sit there asking themselves where does Traylon go i don't know i have three now will i take him at three maybe what if Josh likes Traylon? I think he does, but would, would he take him? That's the question right now. Would any of these teams take Traylon in the environment that we are currently in with this group of players? You have negative training camp reports about a guy who was already getting a little bit of flack, which didn't seem really grounded in any sort of truth, but now it might be. And you got a lot of solid players around that tier that you could say, okay, you know what, man? I'm going to just go with a Chris Olave here. I'm just going to take the safe route. I'm going to take this guy and I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm not going to deal with that situation. I'm not even going to risk it. How far does he fall in that scenario? Maybe he doesn't fall at all. Maybe he is still going one, but if he doesn't go one, man, I don't know where he goes. How about the guy who has one? Hey, he's on the podcast. (laughs) I haven't been PR trained for this question. Uh, Usually Mingo just says no comment. (laughs) I see I would, but that wouldn't be good podcast. Good good podcasting. Um, Am I nervous about Traylon Burks? I am, absolutely. Traylon Burks was the pick uh, up through... I'd say April, and then it was like, all right, let's let's watch some more film. I can't decide yet. And then I, it was like, yeah, no, Traylon Burks is the pick. He's uh, like after watching the film, it was it was pretty apparent. And I told myself last year, I was like, yeah, we're not letting any training camp buzz <laughs> move off of the pick after we saw what happened with Jamar Chase. Obviously. This is a very different situation than Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase was like the best wide receiver in football in 2019, took 2020 off, 
and then apparently couldn't catch. And it was like, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> Jamar Chase apparently can't catch. And then he was one of the best wide receivers in football. Uh, Trailer Burks apparently can't breathe and is unavailable for practice. So does it, does that give me pause for concern? Absolutely. Uh, so am I locked in to 101? Absolutely not. And so we we look at a lot of guys where Brees Hall would be nice at one. But Garrett Wilson, he was my close wide receiver too. And so when I say it's not smokescreen, when I say it's all smokescreen, none of it's smokescreen, I mean it because – I don't know what I'm doing at one. <laughs> the so ultimate I don't know smoke how any, when you smoke I, screen yourself. You so can't I don't, see anything. Yeah, I don't know how anybody else can peg me for one, can can say they can they know for sure who I'm taking at one because I don't know who I'm taking at one and I won't know until my drive to Keel <laughs> on the sixteenth. So uh if Burks falls out of one and I can get him at six, that that would be wild. And that would be destiny just being like, hey, this is how it was supposed to be. You were supposed to have Burks. Here he is. It's a gift. But, I mean, there's he, he could just go at one because the talent's there, and I told myself not to let training camp sway me. And training camp might be swaying me a little bit, but, you know, I've been I've been keeping up on uh, on what's going on with my guys. Let me let me throw another scenario at you real quick. Let's say Traylon Burks doesn't go at one. He doesn't go at two. He doesn't go at three. And he's available at pick number four. And Josh doesn't really know what to do at four because he had a guy... And now he has Traylon. So here's what Josh is going to do. And here's my scorching take. Josh is going to acquire A.J. Brown from Dirty Dave and the boys on draft night when Traylon Burks falls to number four. And Dave is going to trade A.J. Brown for the rights to select Traylon Burks at number four and he will also acquire picks 13, 19, and a 2023 20, first. Wow. So it's like the real life trade. Exactly. <laughs> we just said a couple weeks ago Dave is going to hate himself for not getting this player. If he falls, and if you're Josh, you're like, man, I could just. Let me just get AJ Brown, man. I got I got Cam Akers. I got you know DeAndre Swift. I got Lamar Jackson. Give me AJ Brown. Screw this. I don't want to pick at four. Done. What was the full deal again? Four, thirteen, nineteen, and a twenty-three first for AJ Brown, who just went for three firsts a year ago. Interesting. Okay, sources close to me uh, have told me that Dave is uninterested in uh, making an A.J. Brown, Traylon Burke-centric deal. What? How is this already something that was a thing? (laughs) So, uh, at one point, the Dynasty team held pick number three. Uh, 
the scenario would have been Brees Hall was pick number one. Garrett Wilson was pick number two. Traylon Burks is available at three. So Traylon Burks goes to Dirty Dave and the boys for A.J. Brown. A Traylon Burks package goes for A.J. Brown. Shot down immediately. It literally wasn't even a conversation. Really? You just poured 2% all over my scorching wing <laughs> tongue, man. I'm sorry. I got, I got a lot of ranch. God, come on. So I'm trying to get through the wing. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I thought I could go for two for two. I really liked it. The I, I, I did too. I thought I thought this was a brilliant idea, actually, but apparently not. Yeah, because he he's if he wants assets for the future, that would help him. If he gets a package in return, and you get possibly the next AJ Brown, he's got Terry McLaurin. He's got the Web MVP Cooper Cup. He's got Adam Thielen. He's got Hunter Renfro. He would have Traylon Burks. He's got the three-headed monster, and he'd be adding two second-round picks this year to add some young depth to his roster and then come back with another first next year. He would stay in the window. He'd stay in the conversation if he would make a trade like this. Yeah, if he could get a 23 first back, that'd be huge, just so he could possibly reinvest at the running back position. And, and, you know, those receivers, I mean, they're going to be a little older, but they'll probably still be putting up numbers, and you're getting younger with Traylon. So, yeah, I'm surprised he would immediately shoot down something like that. Maybe we could reopen this. I I think it should be an open discussion, in my opinion. And if he's there at four, I feel like that's a great trade to make. And we yeah we don't even know what AJ Brown's gonna do in Philadelphia. I mean they don't pass the ball a ton. Devonta Smith is there, and AJ Brown has starting to get a little bit of an injury history. And Dallas Goddard is Jalen Hurts' favorite receiver anyway. Well, now the Buyers Club there. They, they throw the ball like twenty four times a game. Like yeah, is is AJ Brown getting ten of those? I doubt it. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Might have and, just talked Josh out of making this trade. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Burks hunts wild boars. He, he is vicious. Dave. He is literally Dave if he was I don't want to if he yeah. was a SEC if, wide receiver, which he Traylon is in all Burks of our hearts, was uh if Traylon Burks was white, would we would that offer have been shot down so quickly? Wow. I, I wasn't going to say Ooh. it. But. What are you insinuating? <laughs> If his name was John Fisher and he went to Cal Fullerton University. (laughs) (laughs) Mankato College. (laughs) If he went went to UW-Whitewater. God damn, man. All right. Well, I thought I had one in the bag there. Maybe I didn't, but Colin. I liked it. It was a really good idea. Might still be. Thank you. Thanks, Caleb. Colin. Do you have a scorching take for us? Oh, Lord. Okay. Brees Hall does not get selected top three. Oh. So. <laughs> so, one is up in the air yet. So, this is contingent on the fact that uh, I, I don't take Brees Hall one, obviously, or else he'd go top three. Number two has been locked in for nine months. Uh, Garrett Wilson's going number two. Mingo, 
is trading up for his guy. Do I have reason to believe that Brees Hall is not his guy? I don't know for sure. But I'm saying no, it's not. I think I think he's got another guy in mind. And so Brees Hall is going to fall in to Josh's lap. Come on. All right. Well, Ooh. let me just put some damp paper towels on this one, man. All right? Oh, go ahead. Please. Listen. I got dragged. I got dragged in the beginning of this podcast for making a, a trade. Okay, listen to me. This is this <laughs> is the time that I defend myself. Nobody, nobody wanted those picks, man. For four months, I have talked to every single team in this league. Everybody hates this draft class, all right? And I don't hate it. I'm one of the few that don't. But nobody wanted those picks. And so you know what I did? I overpaid. I said, screw this. I am going up to get into the number three position in this draft class because you want to know why? 101, there is a greater than 50% chance that 101 Brees Hall is in my lap at 103. And you better believe if he if he's there, I'm taking him. And I'm going to laugh in the faces of everybody on the draft floor in the speed shop when they let the Mingo's moneymakers two-time champion walk away with Brees Hall in the number three spot in this draft. Yeah, so that's a scorch and take. You know, do you want me to add on to my scorch and take? Or you want me to predict the exact top three? Because I'll do it. Don't do that. Okay. Nobody wants to hear that. I think uh, everybody except you wants to hear it. Interesting. Nobody knows anything about me. I got so much smoke coming out of my mouth that I can't even breathe right now. I'm breathing hot fire from my scorching wing. <laughs> you can, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at Colin, a.k.a. W-O-G, if you uh, want any intel that my, my sources close to me have acquired from the Moneymakers camp. The moneymakers camp are a bunch of liars, and they're all getting fired <laughs> after the draft. I'll tell you that. We're gonna purge. We're gonna purge the building. All right. Leaks inside the organization. That's that's a tough look. We'll see. A, a once great organization. <laughs> oh, wow. Better than a never been great organization. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's true. Uh, Again. I returned to the beginning of this episode where I said this was going to be fun. This was going to be great, everybody. We're going to have some laughs. We're 11 days out, man. Let's just enjoy it. We This only comes around once a year. Let's just have some fun. And Colin what happened? And chose violence. Colin chose violence, and then I had to respond. As, as, you know, as a web owner with dignity, I had to respond, and I did. I'm laughing and having fun. <laughs> oh man all right well bring hate back to web apparently came back on this episode of all the episodes for it to come back on but i guess we'll sprinkle some of that in but let me just reiterate okay let's have some fun everybody all right web wake up we got 11 days man this thing comes around one time a year it is the summer spectacle so get on Twitter, tweet your mild, medium, hot, and scorching takes at web.com DL on Twitter. 
get the conversation started and let's have some fun, baby, because I am ready. I am jacked and I am ready. I'm going to show up with my four loco and my rack of bush lights and I'm going to be ready to freaking party on the 16th. All right. And I hope you guys are too. Yeah, I am. I am. It's getting, it's crazy how close it's getting. It's like, it's not this weekend, but it's the weekend after, right? That's right. Is that already a thing? That is already a thing. I I have one more thing to say before closing. Uh, Last pod, I said on the mock draft, I said the moneymakers will not be selecting at either of their first round selections. (laughs) Uh, they're trading up in this draft to get a guy. Okay, all I'm saying. It's a pre. So, it was a precursor to the takes episode. We, we leaked it early. It, it was. You I was just trying to get know. you guys a, an appetizer. Got anything you know, for us this time to leave on? Uh, I'll keep this one in house. Uh, like I said, if you wanna, if if there's enough league interest. I, I have a, a few remember. leaks. Just when you think you know, Colin, just when you AKA think AKA you know what's going on, you're gonna have to look the other way. I'll just leave it at that. Look behind you. All right, fellas. <laughs> on that very grim note, <laughs> the very end of this. <laughs> once again, fun. An energetic, beautiful product that we have here, the web.com dynasty league. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, get those takes up on Twitter and we will be back next week, next week, baby mock 3.0. We're going to lock it in right ahead of the draft. It's going to be all any trades that come in, any new information that comes in. It's all going to be fresh. We're going to be ready to predict it. And dare I say, we go one for 24. I think we could. We're pretty plugged in over here. All right, like let's let's do this. Did you say one for twenty four? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> damn. One through twenty four. <laughs> I could see us doing that. <laughs> I could. I could see us going one for twenty four. Yeah, that's that's it. Could happen. Garrett Wilson will be the only one we get right, and it'll be at number two. Yeah, I mean, this time last year, I feel like I had the entire first round mapped out, and yeah. the only thing that I mean, a lot of it came true outside of. Jamin instead of Micah, so it's definitely a lot of lot up in the air going to this draft, which is really cool to see. I can tell you the first six picks right now. You <laughs> could not even think about doing that. I could tell you what Caleb's <laughs> doing at think. the top of round four. Oh, end you wouldn't po- dare, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I, w- I would bitch. end this podcast if I were you. <laughs> oh, I guess. All right, everybody. Well, We'll be back next week. Mach 3.0. Look out for it. And until then, let's make it a great week.